Hello everyone, welcome back to Music from the Curator's Chair. I apologize for the sounds that you were probably hearing for a couple of minutes. I decided to take a very brief moment of silence for some folks that have died about 20 years ago today as this recording is on the 20th anniversary of September 11th's attacks at the Pentagon in Pennsylvania and at the World Trade Center in New York City. Now, I may never, never be able to go to New York City and visualize the Twin Towers again because there's only the Freedom Tower that is still there to remember, like to help us remember that one building, well, those two buildings that were destroyed. And the reason why I'm talking about those is honestly because of the fact that I decided to listen to for today's recording, which will be released on the 20th of September. Emotive by a perfect circle. Now, why on earth would I listen to an album that is just covers by a perfect circle? Well, a lot of reasons, actually. This one main reason why is mostly because there's a federal election in Canada happening very soon, and I'm deciding to record this on the 11th and release it on the 20th, nine days before the election, because I felt it was right to... Kind of remember the past a little bit. Kind of remember everything that we have had. A lot of the current events that are going on are not good in this day and age. There's a bit of a siege going on in Afghanistan. That is quite horrifying to see and witness on the news. It reminds me of how the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan had happened and occurred. And it reminds me of that a little bit. This time around, I'm doing one because of the fact but there may no may no war now in Afghanistan and Iraq. There's still technically a siege that has happened in this con- in that country, and many people have had to evacuate yet again because of the same sort of situations that have happened before. This time around, I wanted to uh, make a recording, a review about the album Emotive, mostly due to how I'm feeling about everything that has gone on, and I thought, well. This would be a good day to record it, and then on the 20th, when everyone is meant to be going to the polls, it will be the day it gets released, and well, again, I am very sorry that I'm ranting and raving, but desperate times call for desperate measures, and today is a time where I need to uh, elaborate a little bit further on certain things that have gone on. So I decided to do this because of the fact that one, a lot of things have gone on in the past that have not been answered for, a lot of uh, bullshit, really, because there's been no peace, love, and understanding, as uh, the first track would say. That is the first track on this album. And personally, I enjoy it quite a lot. It is one of my favorites to listen to on this album. 
The second one is a little bit more of a darker tone. In a sense, it's a cover of John Lennon's Imagine, which, if I'm honest, is the first ever song by Perfect Circle I ever heard in my life. So hearing this again for the first time in a long time is just... It's special, let's just say that. It's a very special, momentous occasion to listen to it. And just I f- just feel like what Maynard James Keenan and friends are talking about in this song makes a lot of sense a little bit, if I'm truly honest. Oh no, I'm on. Annihilation was actually the first song on this album, I forgot. I don't know why I said Peace, Love, and Understanding. That's the song after Imagine. I'm sorry. But Annihilation is very spoken word, scary sounding. And it's talking about, like, if we don't um, change, we might actually end up towards our own annihilation. Imagine is the one I'm talking about now. That one is actually more of a darker tone of John Lennon's song. And that one is very just... It's very difficult to comprehend. Shut up back there. Sorry, I'm, I guess I'm near some heavy traffic. I didn't expect that to be the case somewhere I'm recording. Because I'm recording off-site in an undis- like out in the area around the marketplace again but that was the case I just needed to because I needed to get away from things and today is one of those days I just needed to get away and emotive I honestly gotta say the whole album itself is just very very different I will definitely say heck like the album itself its artwork has a very disturbingly dark outlook from what it looks like it has like a a destroyed peace symbol and it was the last album that they ever did for 14 years and it's very different Billy Aldrul Howard L and Maynard James Keenan did very well on this album I will definitely say and the Nick Lowe album, the cover of Peace Loving Understanding is very decent it's very good and then they have a cover of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On there's a lot of songs on this album that are gonna be covers more or less but that's fine but this one, Marvin Gaye, is just kind of like, literally, what's going on in this day and age, in a sense. Then they have a song that's written by Danny Loner, Keenan, Trent Reznor, and Howard L. called Passive, which was originally for a side project. Under, like, it was actually called the song Vacant, but it was for a tapeworm side, like, for, from the tapeworm side project that never really... Uh, went to true fruition for many things it just it never released any recordings it was referenced in a lot of interviews Trent Reznor and a lot of the other people a part of it were just they were part of this super group and they recorded like they, they wrote songs together but they never really got a chance to actually get it out and that's what kind of bites that's that's what happens sometimes and the reason why I also decided to release this recording nine days from now is because this album came out on November 2nd in 2004 and it was the same day that the U.S. election was happening. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I do the same thing? Because a lot of the songs on this album are actually anti-war, kind of protesty songs, like Imagine, for example. Like, a lot of them are very anti-war. Passive is definitely one I could say is definitely like that for sure. But, um... Gimme, Gimme, Gimme by the... Like, that's originally done by Black Flag. That one's just so heavy on the guitar riffs. And just so good. Same with the Depeche Mode cover of People Are People. Like, same with Freedom of Choice. Those two songs, I actually don't mind listening to. But my absolute favorite, besides the Imagine cover, is the Fear the cover, the, the, the song Let's Have a War, which originally was done by the band Fear. And this version, oh my goodness, was this just 
such a I don't know what but it just had a, a moment of just screaming like let's just do something really fucked up like let's go have a war where people can go out and die which really technically did happen like I think this was written during the Vietnam War but the recording was kind of right in the midst of the Iraq, the war in Iraq when people were going to go and invade Iraq to uh, capture Saddam Hussein which they later did it, I do believe 2005 but when he was captured he wasn't executed until 2007 I think but that's a different story for a different day but the Freedom of Choice song that one I actually don't mind like same with People Are People like those ones are very dark and just brooding sounds but like the next song which is written by Keenan and Howard L counting bodies like sheep to the rhythm of the war drums that's a very 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 dark and just oh my goodness sort of song and there's only two songs on this album that are actually original pieces which is passive and counting bodies like sheep and this song is just i don't know what the lyrics in this are just so heavy and so brooding like you don't want to know what they're actually doing like why are they counting bodies like sheep to the rhythms of the rhythm of the war drums like why would they do that that is very disturbing and fucked up but it is one of those things that people do but the next song it's not even a it isn't even an anti-protest song this one's more of a just a just a, a very bluesy song that was made to sound like it was meant to be an actual um sort of thing and this one actually is more or less like when the levee breaks it's actually more of like a the upheaval caused by the great mississippi flood of 1927 it's kind of meant to be like it was meant to kind of be in a sense of like what happens when the levees break you're like everything if it keeps on raining they're gonna break and if it breaks you're gonna have nowhere to stay you're gonna be homeless you're gonna be out of like living somewhere else you might be just dead for all we know like it's very very just it's very saddening but this song is one of the songs that i first heard when it was recommended to me by a few friends that i know and it was actually due to the fact that when i first heard it it was because they sent it to me and told me to listen to the version from stone and echo which to this day i actually am happy i have like it's a very like it was recorded at the Red Rock Amphitheater in Arizona or Colorado. I think it's Colorado, but the way it sounds is just so I don't know what, but it just it works to such a degree where it's just like you don't want it to end. It's just so you believe that Major Keenan, like Major James Keenan, is actually wanting you to know what's gonna happen. Like he just he puts so much soul and emotion into it. Like it, it works a lot better than the Led Zeppelin cover which yes it is a cover ladies like everyone if you did not know that i'm very disappointed but if you didn't that's okay not everyone knows that sort of thing i'm not disappointed at you for not knowing but if you're a music aficionado and you're listening to this podcast and you didn't know that i'm disappointed that makes me kind of walk back a little bit back to past where it does kind of say you disappoint me like maybe a better office maybe it's better off this way but that's incorrect i don't think that way everyone that's not the case but I'm sorry again for the, the sound of the, of the people just kind of drowning out at the beginning of this where I'm just kind of maybe breathing and whatnot. But that was kind of done because of the fact I wanted to have a, a minute of silence where I did, like a couple minutes of silence where I didn't talk. But other people 
in the background talking, like making it seem like this might be what's going on, like literally what the fact, what the fuck is, what the f is going on, sort of thing. And I wanted people to know that this is not a drill. This is seriously going on right now. Like people are shopping, but what ha- what would happen if no one was able to shop? Period. Like I'm, we're in the middle of a very serious pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying not to talk like very serious about this, but. This album to me is very serious and I thought, you know what, why don't I just hit record and let all these people that are literally going to be a part of this podcast who I don't know who they are, they're just random strangers to me, for all I know, they might be my best friends two days from now, for all I know. Who knows? All I do know is that when this is, re- when this is released, they're going to find out if they do listen to my podcast, which I highly doubt. They're probably listening to Joe Rogan or whomever else they may be listening to. I don't think they care. They might care that they were unexpectedly recorded. I'm sorry, but I didn't intend to just hit record. But I thought, you know what, it'll be quiet. But I know for a fact, I was hearing it already. It's not quiet. It was kind of loud. But that is the case. That's all I can say about it. I'm not going to just delete the recording and try again. No, no. This is saying as is. I don't try and do a two-take or a three-take or a multiple-take at all. This is usually just one and done for most of the time. The only time it was done multiple times was... When there was a few podcast episodes that I tried to do and I just couldn't do them. Like the last one I tried to do that I just couldn't do was Donda by Kanye West. But that is a different story for a different time. Now we're on to the last track. I'm sorry for going on and on and on about the When the Levy Breaks and going on a tangent. But I had to. To make a point. The last one is the Joni Mitchell cover, Fiddle and the Drum. And this song... I don't know a whole lot about. But I do know it was... Well... Just the fact that I don't know a whole lot about it. All I know is it's done by Joni Mitchell. And, well, the lyrics are kind of, I don't know. The lyrics for it, if I'm honest, are just like, yeah, it's like, how did you come to trade the fiddle for the drum? Like, maybe they're saying, like, how did you come to trade peace and democracy for war like how did you come about doing that like what was the reason like even has this at the very end you say we have turned like the enemies you've earned but remember all the good things you are so we ask you please can you help find the peace and the star oh my friend we have all come to fear the beating of your drum and truly true truthfully and to be totally honest with everyone here who's listening to this podcast. I don't know who you are, but I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart each time you listen to this podcast. And I got to say, this part at the very end of the album, it works to such degree. It just, it it makes sense. But I wanted to just kind of reflect a little bit about what has happened in the past 20 years because a lot of things have happened where many things have happened. Like Like I remember going to school on this day 20 years ago and I remember it was just second grade. I'm going to school. Nothing's happening. I, I look, I see the news, and I see what has happened, and I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm just, I'm still flabbergasted this has happened 20 years ago. And it's just like, people died there. People died there. And it's just, I can't not fathom how heartbreaking this is to know people have died there. And people are going about their everyday lives like nothing happened and a lot of it is just it's kind of bullshit to me this is bullshit because people are just pretending nothing happened when 
hundreds of people lost their lives. Firefighters, police officers, transit officials, like a lot of people, like even the New York Port Authority also sending people to help rescue people. And a lot of people like lost their lives on the planes, in the towers themselves. Like they jumped because they knew for a fact they wouldn't be able to survive anyway, so they jumped to their death and it's just it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking just to know that people died there and we will never have a a twin towers sort of thing. We'll have the Freedom Tower still, but to this day we will never have another World Trade Center like the Twin Towers ever again. We will never have that. We will never ever have that. Hey, one of the things that really bugs me the most is one of the MTA stations for the New York City subway were closed off for many years because of the rubble. It was just literally collapsed underneath the rubble. They actually rebuilt it a couple years ago, which is good, but the original station is gone for good. It's never coming back. It was condemned, basically. The whole area was an investigation site for years, and they still had to, like... It's just, it's heartbreaking. And I hate to be all sappy and all that on this podcast. I'm not trying to, ladies and gentlemen, but... Emotive by a perfect circle, I don't feel I can easily rate. This is not an album you just give a listen and say, oh, it's good, it's bad, it's not. It's it's not like that. This is not a kind of album you could do that with. This album is definitely something that I can say, without a doubt, is heartbreaking to listen to. But you know what? I'm still going to give it a thought if I have to give this album a rating. Even though this album came out 17 years ago, give or take, 16, 17 years ago. Back then, I didn't really care a whole lot about it. I liked Imagine. That was it. That was the only song I remember liking a lot because that was the only one I saw the videos for the most. And I never heard anything else, never heard any of the other songs. And I have to say, if I had to give this album a rating, I would have to give it a 9. I don't want to give it a 10. I don't want to give it an 8. I think this is a, this is an album that's very well done. A lot of the original content on here is great too. And it's just... I don't know what to say about it. It's just... It's something that... To this day just still bewilders me. Like this was a thing that was made. And what happened 20 years ago happened. And no one really thinks about it. And that's what bugs me. Like no one thinks about it at all. And I do. I still think about it to this day. Like... It has affected how we travel as a people, as a society, how we travel around the world. It's affected everything. Like, it's affected how the United States reacts to things. It, it just, a lot of things have happened. And, I mean, overall, it's just, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it took time for people to get back into things. I mean, I know the WWE did an event, like, a couple days later after the event. Anyways... And they just kind of went on as normal. Like, it was the first public, like, main, whatever you want to call it, the most mass organized event that was meant to happen that same time, a couple days later. And it went on like nothing happened. Like, they they showed the people, like, they were still strong. And they said, it's okay to cry. Like, it's okay to cry. Like, Letterman even said, I think a couple days after he uh, recorded everything he needed to record for the the Daily Show, for the Late Show, whatever you want to call it, the night, the late night show with david letterman he said it's okay to cry like we need to cry we need to give it we need to get it out we need to get the emotions out and even south park kind of made fun about it as well with the anthrax attacks too 
like they said it in the one episode, Osama bin Laden has farty pants. Like it's okay to like it. It's it's okay to laugh. Like they gave us a reason to laugh, and you know what? I applaud them heavily for giving us a reason to laugh. But that's beside the fact, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I'd give this album a good, solid re-listen. I've given this album a couple of listens in the past. Never really thought about it at all. Just kind of the only songs I kind of gave a thought about were mostly. When the Levy Breaks and maybe Imagine, and that was it. I never really, or even Let's Have a War, but in today's day and age, I don't like to say Let's Have a War or scream something ridiculous where people might actually go ahead and do it because they might get themselves seriously hurt or even killed. I don't want to be that person to be the one to be at the helm of that blame. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone else in between, everyone, I, I digress. I hate to be that person. I'm, I'm saying that this album gets a nine for its originality. It's anti-war establishment covers. It is technically still a studio album, but it has two songs that were original content. Unlike a bunch of other albums that are usually a studio album, but it's just covers. This one I would not call a true covers album because it has two songs that were originally done. So I will give it that. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for that. If you are at all a fan of Tool or Pussifer, go check this album out by A Perfect Circle. You can even check out their other songs. Like, th- like there's other albums like 13th Step, Nerdonoms, Eat the Elephant. Go with those if you want to. But this album, I definitely think you should check out. It's definitely recommended. I enjoy it. You might enjoy it. You might not. You might like some of the covers. You might not. You never know. But until then, everyone, I am not going to take a break from the Curator's Share podcast. That's, it's, everything's on the back burner. But you know what? There will be a few more podcasts later this uh, upcoming month. In Hopefully, at the, end of, at the end of September, I'll hopefully have uh, The Many Saints of Newark, A Soprano Story, recorded. All ready to go and seen and recorded. I'm sorry for flagging this twice. I don't know why I did that just happened but um yeah that will happen no tie to die is next month as well i'll be getting those out as soon as possible when they're done and when this gets released this will be on the 20th so you will not have to worry there will be another b there will be that bdi podcast but that one might be a little bit changed up it won't be the first album might be the second one but by that by the time that comes out you won't even realize so until then everyone i will see you next time This is Scott signing out and transmission.